0: What's up, y'all? It's Eddie and Mike, and we are here for another episode where we're going to talk about all the nonsense that's happening with the Commanders. Of course, we're going to talk about the NBA Finals. A football team was sold, but it was not Washington. And how much did they sell for? And you'll be pretty interested in to know who they were sold to. But welcome to Eddie and Mike, y'all.
1: I think the best things you can always do in regards to a lot of these things that are going on is just to like step back, you know, and try to really like consume information. And I think Mm -hmm. one thing that I'm attempting to do, I'm not pretending that I'm doing a great job at it is to sort of like, even if it's negative, like sometimes we have to, like, I think we've all become very sensitive and try to like really take criticism and try to like think on it or just anything, even if it has nothing to do with you or not criticism, but just like something, whether you strongly disagree, a little bit disagree, but to just like, you know, take, like, take that, that statement, that critique, that whatever, and like, sort of like think on it, like, don't just react right away, you know, like, like the whole do your research kind of thing. So Just you know that, and like sometimes these days, man. I I, like I know you know we're on a podcast where we are saying things, but sometimes I feel like, man, I don't need to say anything. Like this world is so crazy right now, like, and and it sucks because it's full of great people. So that's a so very like. Yeah, oh my bad. God. Go ahead. No, go ahead. because he was on a roll, good. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm kind of rambling a little bit, but um, but not. I just feel like, you know. It, it these phones are a gift and a curse, man. Like, it, it's so scary. Just like, you know, like that old game of telephone. You know, and nowadays through this, like the way, like stuff can spread and it seems like it's spreading a lot of the information That's like kind of you know maybe even leading to some problems i'm not saying the phones are the problems like but you know another thing like after this show i'm gonna go for a run i will have my phone on me but that's just because i'm trying to keep my steps i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna be on it i'm gonna be running and listening to music um with my old ipod by the way, random shout out to my Langley high school wrestlers who uh, bought that for me back in the day. Nice. Crazy. Um, still got it still works. Yeah. anywho, like, we got to like disconnect too, but in the end I think everybody fundamentally wants the same thing. And like, I-, I don't know anybody that's like happy with school shootings. I don't know anybody that's, you know, happy with the fact that there's like a homeless problem things like that. So, uh, I don't know, I th- I think we just all got to like take a step back and just try to do the best we can and you know, like I said, like sometimes like, you know, grow some tough skin, take take things in and really like sit and think on whatever that is and try to improve, try to learn from it and you know, keep it moving. You know, it, it's crazy cuz like at my job like, you know, we we're heading towards summer vacation. A lot of kids aren't really showing up anymore because, you know, I mean, there's not really a lot of learning going on mm-hmm. you know, cats out of the bag. Um, <laughs> so, tomorrow's the last day of school, but anyway, so I've had time to like really think on this. And then even like, as I'm trying, like the kids I work with, just trying to like teach people to not like react so quickly. And I think that's a, a lot of what's happening right now, you know, as qu- people are using what's going on to justify what they're doing. And, you know, I, I have, my beliefs, like we said, we, we think similar, um, in some ways, but I, I really kind of, I think like you, we just want like this kind of stuff to end. Um, you know, and it, and it's, it's not that I try to ignore it or anything, but I just, you know, like we're, we're nothing but like little specks and dots, you know, in terms of like what we are, what we do, how long we live, like in the grand scheme of like the galaxy and the universe, and so with that little time, like, I'm not trying to like be depressed or sad. Like, yes, I will acknowledge things that happened and I am like sympathetic. I feel terrible for those families and what they're going through. I feel terrible for a lot of people and what they're going through. But, you know, like in the end, like I'm just trying to, trying to get in where I can fit in, do things to make me happy. So
0: yeah. And I you know, get it. Cause podcast is one of them, brah. <laughs> Right, and I get it'cause is like it's so hard to ignore stuff. that's why well, I wanted to say this for the second segment, but I guess we can get it out the way um with Jack del Rio, and yeah his let's tweets. jump right into it. why not? um, I got a lot to say I know you do too you i'll I'll say two things real quick. I'll address it from um your show. Last year, he's, he was saying the same things, y'all. I think, I'm pretty sure we talked about it. Um, we, we know who Mega Jack is. We know he's hard, conservative, Lena. And he has his own beliefs. That's cool. He has his opinion about the riot. Um, that's not cool, calling it the dust up. Like, we just got to call spades, space when you talk about an insurrection and you call it a dust-up. Nah, this ain't no dust-up. You can't compare this to the riots um, that happened with George Floyd's murder and other injustices throughout the country. Are we happy that these businesses are being destroyed? Hell nah. <laughs> like, we that. I don't, nobody wants anybody buildings or anything to burn and to sit there and say that the coverage is different, um, that the coverage is different. You're damn right. It's different. (laughs) Like it's an insurrection. Like they tried to overthrow the government. Like I understand you're, you're leaning conservative, but even the leaniest of leaners, of conservatives, they they understand that what happened on January 6th was jacked up. Like, it was really jacked up. Now, like I said, this happened last year. This should have been nipped in the bud last year. It shouldn't have never got to this point. I'm surprised that they got away with it. Well, not they, that he got away with saying that stuff. And it's not, yeah, you got the right to say whatever you want to say. You also have a right to get lit up by those um, things that you do say. It's a two-way street. Like, I posted some stuff about um, the LGBTQ community a couple of days ago. I knew I was going to get some... Um, backlash? Yeah, back, exactly. Thank you, sir. I knew I was going to get some backlash. I knew Boundless was going to um, have their opinions, some for, some against. But I had what i had, I said what I had to say, and that's like you said, we have to take a break, we have to disconnect, we have to take a step back from our realities and our point of views, and we have to see things from other people's point of views. Now, I'm sure I so I through a little religion then with mine, but that's because that's from my perspective, now even if we're not talking about religion. It's just messed up how um, some people treat homosexuals or anybody that's queer. So I'm just saying, like, if you let's go back to what you were saying about the cell phones and whatnot. The misinformation is crazy. And it don't matter if we put verifications on certain news items and whatnot. People gonna wanna believe what they want to believe at this point. Um are all politicians saints? Heck no. Democrats be jacking stuff up this as much as Republicans, man. Yes they do. Honestly, I think the whole political system, well no I can't I can't say that. I can't so say whatever you have, man. No, I can't. Okay, Not me. <laughs> so,
1: so look, I'm I'm trying to like make like mental notes here because there's so many things that I want to get into. Uh, a lot of where I was trying to go with with my ramblings, and and I hate when this happens. When I, you know, it's like in an argument. Like I think of something to say like ten hours later when the argument's over. Um, you know, yay me. So, what I was trying to get at is that we should really truly live in a world where we don't even have to necessarily like accept each other, but we have to be able to like appreciate that again. And like I said, we all want the, the, the same things, but we might not believe in the same things and we can still somehow get along. I honestly have probably more MAGA friends than I should, but a lot of those people I've known a long time and I've known them to be good people. This, in my opinion is a poor choice on their part. Do they say and kind of act you know, in a, in a less than savory way at times. And people question whether my friends and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. That happens. But the, the fact of the matter is like, I don't, I can't tell anybody else how to do things and how to live their life, you know, et cetera. I think we all just have to try to like find a way to get along on some level and make the best of it. Now, Now
0: just respect each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like, like you don't have to, you know, like with in regards to trans and the LGBTQ community, et cetera. Like, you don't have to like it. You don't have to approve of it. But like, look, man, it, it, in my opinion, it's just kind of a big waste of time, because like they all, people want to hate on, on on that community and want to argue about it and tell people they're going to hell and they're doing this and that. Like, it, find find something better to do. You know what I mean? And in regards to that community, like I'm, hey, I'm all for you guys, like pride and all that. Like, you know what I mean? I support you. I just want to make sure that it's understood that while I am willing to be accepting, the communities understand it will take time for some people to like, you know, get with the pronouns and a lot of the other uh, uh, things that are maybe being asked, but also to not expect totally to get your way there's got to be give and take and I look I understand how that might come across because of a lot of the things that people in that community have had to endure to even get to where they're at now so you know with all due respect so I want to get back to what we were saying though you know we're treating each other with respect just because I don't like you doesn't mean I don't want you to eat just maybe not at my table you know those kind of that kind of way of thinking like we should all be having some sort of mentality along those lines, in my opinion. Now, like I said, take things in and don't react right away. You have to look at the fact, like you said, like Del Rio has done this before. Ron Rivera probably should have nipped this in the bud. But I think Ron Rivera – All he had to
0: say was – All he had to say was, look, Jack, you got to stay away from this on Twitter. I understand you have your rights and whatnot but you have to understand this is for the good of the team for you not to say this, Absolutely. And I'm going to, and I'm going to get
1: to that in just a second. I'm going to try to, I'm, I'm trying, there's a lot going on here. So, and as far as someone like Del Rio, like I got to be honest, I don't really care about the, the less than savory tweets. I do think it's an absolute poor taste for him to say what he's saying. I think the, the George Floyd riots, I understand it, but if, if, you know, anything and paid attention. There was a lot of, you know, we, we, I hate to do the Trump thing, but there was the people on both sides thing going on there. You had a lot of aggressive cops and security types, um, you know, like uh, uh Kyle Rittenhouse. house. Um, anyway, you had a lot of those types. They, they didn't help things either. You had other people who were maybe just a little bit like excited to do some anarchy type things. That's not cool either. And then I'm not kidding. I know I sound, you know, the paranoid, the, you know, the, uh, what do you call that? Conspiracy theory. There, there are videos of like cops trying to encourage people to riot just so they can arrest them. And maybe they were hoping that by doing that, that will like, you know, diffuse the riot, like deescalate, get people away. That didn't help. So, you know, anybody who knows anything knows that that's kind of what happened. I'm not excusing any behavior from anybody. Mm -hmm. Now all Del Rio has to understand is that the Capitol was attacked and that they're able to investigate this because there is the utmost security around the Capitol cameras everywhere. I'm sure they've got all kinds of, you're, you're a a tech guy. I'm sure they got all kinds of tech security that can identify uh, someone's, what, what would you call it? An IP or whatever is on your phone. Yeah, it basically I mean, identifies you who you
0: are, and Geolocations locations and all. Yeah, that.
1: exactly. I'm sure they used a ton of that between that and social media and just being able to quickly identify people who are there. That's why it's such a big deal. Now, Brian Mitchell uh, ripped Ron Rivera a new one, and you know, like <laughs> yeah. I tend to agree with a lot of things he said. I understand it, but you know, Jonathan Allen, he kind of like if if you're really about your business like I hope most of the guys on our team are or all of them really then they're not paying attention to this as much as you think I know a lot of these guys are younger and maybe this is you know one of the platforms they build their brand on connect with fans you know and just stay in touch with people but the way Jonathan Allen was talking was just kind of saying like you know look we don't all agree on things but our common goal is to win football games to be successful So I think that's where it begins and ends. I don't want to cancel Del Rio. I don't want him fired. Okay. He can believe these things. I think he's foolish, but like, look, man, this is America. Like I, I, as someone who is liberal and and tends to vote Democrat, I feel like the side I'm on has gotten a little bit too much like whiny and, and, and expecting that like you either believe what we believe or you shouldn't exist. Like that's just a little much, you know, and I'm I'm not trying to say there's a lot of great things going on with the right. But at the same time, like these are people, like some of us grow up together, like doesn't mean we're terrible people because we believe one thing over the other. Um, but yeah, back to Del Rio. So here's the kicker. He is tweeting us out of potential stadium locations because I believe there was a uh, politician in, in Virginia who was trying to help get us some money towards building a stadium. But now these tweets came out and he basically, cause he's one of the people that would have a deciding vote on yay or nay. Do we give them the money and approve this land and all these other things said, Nope, like that tweet sealed it for them. And and to a degree, I understand. And it, same in, in DC. I think they were already, you know, there was some feuding, whether it was Snyder, the name change, some other sort of political stances taken or not taken by the team. But now D.C. is also out. So we're kind of like <laughs> we're getting effed here. And I think more than anything, on top of the stadium, this is being talked about by everybody. Right. Not, like if, if, if I'm Rivera, I'm like, look, I don't give a bleep what you believe in. I don't care how you vote. Exercise your First Amendment right, but understand now, everybody in that locker room is going to be asked about your tweets. All of these players—that's
0: exactly what happened. Um, you know what I, I mean? watched like, the so press this conference.
1: Distraction now. Right. Your job is to actually help the players avoid distractions and to keep them focused. But now you are the distraction, and it's only going to be get bigger. And I mean, this would happen anywhere, but in a media market like a DC. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it would be worse if he was in New York or maybe California, uh, Chicago, Dallas. Those are pretty big media markets too, Philadelphia. But point is like, to, yeah, it's a distraction.
0: Yeah. Every, I watched a press conference today that they posted on YouTube, baby and the commanders and every single person that came up and order, I think it was Rivera Kendall Fuller, Brian Robinson, Del Rio. Um, I think there was one more person after Del Rio and then Carson Wentz, and I stopped in the middle of Wentz's conference. Every single person was asked about Del Rio. And um, for the players, they did a good job of Mm -hmm. stepping the question. Um, somebody even tried to get Kendall Fuller because Fuller was like I haven't heard any I, I never saw the tweet and the Bama read the tweet the reporter read the tweet I just thought that was unnecessary at the least it um, was no reason to read the tweet he said Fuller clearly said that he'll talk to Jack um when he understand what happened or whatever and it is what it is. Now, another thing Fuller said, and I think he said the same thing last year, too, um, NFL locker rooms have so many different um, cultures, different lifestyles, and he loves it. He loves the, um, the strong opinions in the locker room, and it kind of reminds me of like being in a fraternity or being um, in any group even games, Um, you just bond closer and you're able to say your heart more without being judged critically. And I would hope Del Rio learned that by now to just keep that stuff in-house. We don't need to know about that. First of all, nobody cares what you think. (laughs) And secondly, you'll be much better served to talk amongst people that's level-headed, because Twitter is just a cesspool. Like, I will never get political or any type of opinions on Twitter because it's just the messiest of the mess. <laughs> but, you got to figure
1: someone like Del Rio, like, at this point, who has been in the league for so long, as a coach and a coordinator um, and as a player, like, I mean, you've watched, like, how like much of a, a a a giant a machine even the media has become sports or just news media cuz i'm sure this is headlines not just in sports media um he, you've seen the growth of that like he has to know better it's it's become a huge distraction cuz you know before this happened you know for those who don't know mike and i have lives and we try our best to to consistently record the show, but sometimes we do go chunks of time without being able to record for one reason or another. And this was not part of what we were going to talk about, but it happened. So here we are talking about it. Um, cause we were all set to talk, you know, talk about the commanders, talk about camp, talk about Jahan Doxon, talk about St. Juice, talk about a lot of things. Like we were all set to do that. And we're going to do that. But you know this, like, it, it has to be talked about, not just because it's the 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 new hot topic, um, but th- there's a lot uh, going on and relates to that. That relates to just the climate of, of you know the the whatever you call it, the, the culture, the cu- the country. I mean, mm-hmm. you no, know? like it's just there's it, so much going on right now, and then like, nation's capital football team, coach, tweet, like, you got a lot of a lot of uh, players of color on the team and in the front office. So,
0: just something to think about. Yeah, and, of course, I'm pretty sure this isn't the end of this. Um, so I guess it's never going to end. Something else will to happen. We got, you hey, but you know what, though? You, you, I,
1: I, I do know how this goes away. You know how? You know how we Winning. make this go away?
0: Winning, absolutely. <laughs> um, last night, Wednesday, the Celtics and the Warriors they played Game Three of the NBA Finals, and the Warriors came. I mean, I'm sorry, the Celtics came away
1: <laughs> with a.
0: Um, I'll say a hard-fought victory, even though they won by, I think they won by sixteen. Was it sixteen to thirteen? Yep, sixteen to one hundred. Yeah, so they won by sixteen. Um, I feel like it was a hard-fought win because it the Warriors was, they definitely kept they kept repeatedly chipping away at that lead, and even had the lead at one point after being down by twenty-two. But the Celtics, as just said, like. They're too big, too athletic, too talented. The Warriors are in trouble. They have to win game four. It's a must. Yeah, especially with uh,
1: Steph potentially being hurt, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yep.
1: You know, know, I think the key for the the Celtics is to just try to keep playing and not get caught up. I I think the Warriors are kind of used to teams like – starting to fold once they get hot. Like, if you, have you noticed that? Like, Steph will, will hit a couple of shots. Uh, uh, Thompson will hit a couple of shots. They'll, they'll get some, you know, points, at, uh, you know, going to the hole, whether it's Wiggins or Dre or Looney or, or even Jordan Poole, someone like that, Auto, You know, they'll, they'll get points in bunches, build up this nice lead, 15, 17, 20-something, you know, and teams call a timeout. There, there tends to be this sort of not relief, but you know, that, that feeling like, okay, you know, we got a nice, comfortable lead. Like that, I, I feel like that's just human nature. Like anybody, whether you're playing video games or whatever you're doing, there's just, it, it, it happens. And I think the Warriors are, I don't know what it is, but this, this has happened because remember the Warriors had a pretty nice lead in game one and the Celtics came back I think all the Celtics got to do is, you know, obviously you want to keep playing, but like to just keep playing, just keep, just, just try to keep it like, don't let it get out of hand. And then next thing, you know, they're taking it to the hole, which I think that was a major key. DJ Khaled voice, major key. Tatum and Brown started going to the rack. They didn't just hang outside the three point line. They were going into the paint, especially Jason Tatum early. I thought he was going into the paint, um, and man, I hate saying this because I hate him for doing his stupid little backflip on the Jayhawk when he played at Oklahoma State. Marcus Smart is playing out of his mind. He's play, like he's he's doing everything. He's tough, playing defense, getting rebounds. He's getting buckets doing everything and it, i th- and you know speaking of defense while we're still talking about i don't know what it was that got me so excited i've seen block shots before and i've probably seen even better ones than i saw last night but just sort of the timing of it you know like i think wiggins uh blocked a shot maybe two i know Jalen brown had a nice block might have been actually on wiggins um and uh robert williams definitely at least had one maybe two blocks but there was something about the blocks and, like, the way they happened and at the time they happened. They just kind of made them cool. I, I just – I don't know what it was, but I like it. You know, they were getting after it, and it's close. Remember we talked about that too? isn't that, I mean, 16 points, I get that's blowout-ish. But
0: the fact that this game was competitive. Hold up, though. We say 16 points, and that is a lot. But I don't know, the way, the way these leads yeah. have been disappearing, maybe that's just the new normal. Like maybe 16 points nowadays is like an 8-point win back in the day. Okay, but, so go – go ahead, keep, keep – No, nah, check going. Check this out, though. Um, <laughs> that 7-point possession, bro. Did you see that? The 7-point possession? Yeah. i watching the game, but – when um, Curry hit the three, and it was a flagrant foul. Oh yeah, yeah I did see that. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Curry hit the three. Al Horford um, fouled him. He didn't give him a space to land, and it was legit. It definitely was a flagrant um, foul. And the flagrant foul, you're supposed to get two free throws and the ball back. But since it was an and one situation, you just get your free throw and the ball back. They get the um, stuff, makes the three. He hits the free throw. They get the ball back. He shoots another three. (laughs) Seven-point possession and a nine-point lead disappeared in two in less than 24 seconds. Amazing. Like, just amazing. But, like I said, the Celtics, they're just too big, too athletic, too talented. Um, Horford, he actually – I think he could have played better, especially with how Draymond was just getting destroyed last night. And you could see that it affected them because he's grabbing people and pushing people. He fouled out. He fouled out. And it was was clear to me that he was frustrated. And I didn't know that he does a podcast after every game. I, I I oftentimes wonder, and I mean,
1: you know, because of who he is and how he is, you know, if anybody even is, you know, want like willing to approach him on it. But I've always wondered how his teammates feel about that. You know, like I'm I'm not mad at him. He is he has an outgoing personality. He is um, he is like the way I see it. He's actually pretty intelligent. Pretty like it seems like that'd be a good fit for him. Like seems like something he's very good at.
0: Let me say this though real but, quick. But I don't mean to cut you off. You know you know what like doing that
1: after a game, people are gonna question, like, oh, you know, are you really committed to this?
0: Right. Yeah. But but listen though, we both just work today. Yep. Um you for half, um me for like whole or whatever. We usually would chill after work. And we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah. Do you think doing this affects our job? No. Now, I get it that there's celebrity and attention and all this stuff. And it could be causing friction. Like, we're not doing a podcast about our jobs. I guess you could say that. But I don't know if that's why he's struggling right now you can make the argument but i'm not
1: i don't think the podcast has anything to do with it no but
0: a lot of people do and i think that's just being extra i mean it i i I think when you
1: aren't making friends in the way draymond is if you catch my drift Mm -hmm. oh it I'm sure there's plenty of people that do mess with him. They don't have a, you know, especially if they're on his team. But, you know, he's a um, sort of like a lightning rod almost, an X factor, you know, in terms of like just the antics and stuff. I mean, he's not Pat Beverly or anything like that. He's he's tough, vocal. I think he is a good player. But – he he definitely i don't I just don't even know how he would even try to justify if it. it's just like, oh that's just physical basketball like <laughs> he just grabs people a lot, so and I'm sure the way he talks to refs, they're probably eager they're like happy to call fouls on him, okay, I mean it sucks, they should be calling it objectively, but you're telling me if you yell at me and give me crap that I'm not going to, like, oh, yep, saw that foul. Like, my my eyesight, my everything when it comes to you isn't going to improve if it means, you know, being able to call fouls on you and get you out of the game, not have to deal with you.
0: Let me ask you a question. Do you feel like Jason Tatum is hurting his stock in the finals right now? How so? How is he hurting his stock? Just with the inconsistencies, yeah, he led the team last night. I think he had twenty-seven last night for the Celtics. But I don't know, bro. It just really twenty-six. Yeah, he had twenty-six. Brown had twenty-seven.
1: I thought he played pretty well last night. I thought game one he looked like he was nervous. It was the finals and all that. Game one, he definitely he was missing a bunch of shots.
0: I mean he was nine for twenty three though. I'm not saying Last that's, night? Yeah, I'm not Last saying night? that's horrible, but yeah. it ain't it's not nine for sixteen that Brown had. Well You see what I'm saying? I, I, I get that.
1: So let me let me try to defend him just a little bit. Celtics kinda were in the driver's seat for a lot of that game. He was rebounding and passing the ball well. He was getting his teammates involved. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He, he missed a lot of shots early, but I think also there was sort of a, you know, we've got the lead. Let's try to win this game. I think a lot of those shots came later when they were trying to get that lead back because the Warriors did for just a a little bit kind of get back in, you know, they took the lead and kind of were looked like they were going to take control, but then, you know, it kinda stayed close and then Boston pulled back away. So um I think the I don't
0: think he's hurting his stock. I don't The player of the game to me yesterday. It's Brown. I mean, yeah, Brown was nice, but we kinda expect that from Brown. Well, I guess okay, let's say the unsung hero or the unheralded hero. Or whatever. Okay, let's hear Let, that. well okay, not even say player of the game. Let's just say – I'll just say this. Robert Williams, his impact on the game was tremendous. Even if you look at the plus-minus box, he was plus 21. Nobody else on the Celtics was over 15, I think. So – no, I'm sorry. Marcus Smart was the only one over 15. I don't – I just feel like – there's nobody on the Warriors outside of Looney that can do anything with him. He was absolutely destroying Draymond last night. He, there's nothing anybody else on that team can do. So when Looney's out and that second um, string comes in, Robert Williams is going to have a field day. And like one of the announcers said last night, the Bama's injured. He's not even 100%. And he's getting up there, Eddie. He's getting up there on these dunks, these rebounds, these blocks. Very, very impressed by that, Bama man. I mean, this is how they're going to have to win: is by going inside,
1: you know, get getting the Draymonds and and even some of the shooters in foul trouble, you know, and 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 making it sort of a a grind them out kind of game, um, because you know. Three is is bigger than two. So if if they're only getting two every time, they they're gonna have to make the Warriors pay a little bit. Then eventually, you know, they gotta hope you play some good defense. Warriors miss a shot or two, but you can keep going inside and getting easy buckets. Yeah, that that is that is the game plan. I, I think it. It, it's Tatum and Brown taking it to the hole too because them going to the rack, you know, some of the times they missed, that created those those offensive rebound putback opportunities that Robert Williams was able to uh, take advantage of. Now, I'm not taking it away. I'm not saying like, oh, he's a, you know, like like he's a system quarterback or something like that. <laughs> I'm saying what what I have been saying is that a key to winning for the Celtics is for them to not – hang out outside the three line and try to get into a three-point contest with two of the best shooters in the world ever on one team when it comes to shooting threes. And because they're doing that, it's creating opportunities for uh, Williams, for Marcus Smart, for Grant Williams. Um, So it's exciting. But I, I think if some of the role players for the Warriors can get it together, if uh, Jason Poole can score more than ten points. I I think the Warriors can still win this whole thing. You track that
0: man name up one more time today. What is it, Jason Jordan? Rodney. Jordan. Well, you called him uh,
1: movie earlier. I it. You know what, man? I'm not gonna get into it on the air. Why <laughs> I'm not pleased with Jordan Poole, but. Most of you guys can figure it out pretty quickly. Fill in the
0: blanks. So no. Yeah, keep moving. I'm, I'm curious. You um say you wanted to talk about LeBron's need to be relevant or to stay relevant. And you what know did I'm, he do?
1: LeBron is out here, like, so first of all, this is not the first time he's done this. And I, I understand he's a polarizing figure. And we mentioned, well, I mentioned, you know, athletes being on Twitter, being accessible platform, building their brand. And he certainly has a brand that is very much like (laughs) very built, but continuing. Um, He's damn near printing his own money. Uh, LeBron is tweeting. Oh, you know, if I had to choose between playing for Boston or, or the Warriors, I'd pick the Warriors. And it's like, Man, let these guys have their moment playing the fun. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you got to make it about you. All right, I can give you. How, that how much would you know? You you think people hate hate him for the South Beach thing? How much you think people are gonna hate him if he goes to the Warriors and it's him and Steph and he's doing all the the chest bumping and the you know the move with the hands and then Steph's galloping around and skipping around with the mouthpiece hanging out. How how pissed do you think people would be? Like, I think people would only go to games hoping that they could like bring
0: in objects to throw at them. I'm I'm not kidding. Um, the wild part is is that he don't even have to say that. Like, he doesn't have to say anything because and this
1: is he did it earlier. He hinted at wanting to team up with Steph, and Steph right. was
0: like,
1: "I'm good," basically he became like
0: a a, he officially became a billionaire last week and i mean that's dope like right. and name, he's super charitable and hold up uh, though this week dude. this week he um said that he opened i mean his foundation is opening up um like a community center or a community um convention center i don't know but that's that's why i said i'll give you that because he doesn't have to say anything to be relevant. No.
1: Wow.
0: So that kind of was weird. Even if somebody answered the asked the question, remember I was just saying earlier how the, um, the commanders they mm-hmm. sidestep all the questions about Del Rio. Yeah. LeBron, LeBron is very media savvy. He could have easily dodged those questions, but yeah. I totally agree. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that one. And
1: sometimes it's, it's just annoying because I feel like he does this sometimes. Now I mean, hey, look, if we're, you know, ESPN does this thing sometimes where if it's like a big play, I think a lot of times it's NFL, but, you know, any sort of like plays of the week, they'll kind of uh, put some screenshots of like uh, athlete slash celebrity, whatever, like their reactions to the play. And obviously like LeBron, like they'll show his, That's different. I don't mind that because it's just him basically doing what everybody else does on Twitter. But when the NBA finals are going on and you have not like, he hadn't even been in the playoffs and it's just been kind of, I feel like it's just been something going on where like, remember we keep that same energy. Like he's been doing a lot of this during the finals. And it's like, I get it, dude, you're great it is kind of weird that like someone as great as you isn't in the playoffs this year, despite having a team that should have at least been competitive. I get all that, but you know, to keep doing this, it's very like, it's just not becoming of someone of his stature, someone as good as him. Like, bro, you, you have nothing to prove. I mean, to himself, you know, as, as a competitor and all that, Hey, great. Get back in the lab. Work your butt off. Hope to see you playing well next year. But, you know.
0: But check this out. What's wild is that it's not even the community center that he's trying to open. Or that that they've announced to open. It's a medical facility. Man about to open up a whole medical facility. That's (laughs)
1: phenomenal. Like, I've always said that when it comes to the the, the whole goat debate and everything, Jordan can't touch LeBron in terms of charity. And Jordan gave his whole paycheck when he played for the Wizards uh, to, like, 9-11 relief and to victims and things of that nature. But, look, you know, the whole Republican thing, forget about that. But, like, LeBron's building schools and now a medical facility. I know good and well. He's been involved with a lot of other charities, Make-A-Wish stuff. Does a lot of stuff in Ohio, his hometown. Um, yeah, he Jordan just can't touch him when it comes to charity. But that that's about it. In you know,
0: you sound like when you were saying when you were just saying what you were saying. You sounded like wrestling fans, maybe talking about John Cena. Because you said something about Make-A-Wish or something. I don't know if you know this, but John Cena has made, like, the most make-a-list foundation requests ever. Yeah, I saw it's that. In they, the did like a,
1: they did, like, a 30 for 30 where, the, where like, John Cena, like, they, like, kind of they didn't punk him, but they punked him, like, where he was gonna do some sort of interview or photo shoot or something, and then, like, one by one, like, all these people that, like, I guess, like, he had, like, some sort of, like, effect in their life or something or had to do with the Make-A-Wish stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, just an endless line of people. It was insane.
0: Yeah, We're going to take a quick break, y'all. Come back, talk about some Commander's defense since we led the show with Commander Tell <laughs> you? Some offensive tweets, right? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Let's see you in a couple of seconds. Listen to these beats. <laughs> what, the <heck? laughs> what was that? The Kawhi laugh, yep. Pray, ah. Welcome back to the show, y'all. The commander's defense. It's I ain't gonna lie. It sounds like it's getting lit up at OTAs right now. The only person I've heard who's been doing well is St. Juice. No, and I take I take it back. Um, the rookie DT, Federian Mathis. Yeah, him. I heard he's been doing well too. But outside of that, they said Ben um Ben Saint Juice been the only person holding Dotson down. And that he's been lining up in the slot. And I'm gonna be real with y'all, last year, Dude was low key, the best um corner early in the season. Fuller and Jackson were struggling. But Saint Juice the rookie somehow seemed to be more consistent than those two. And it sucked that he had this concussion that ended the season last year. But it's nice to hear that he's playing well. I mean, he's practicing well. Uh, Del Rio has some good things to say about him. Kendall Fuller, I believe he said something about him too. And yeah, it's just nice to hear that about somebody that I expect to play okay. Like I was thinking in my head, I don't expect him to be a trash cornerback anytime soon because you just know it's some bums that just get torched to seems like rather they play for the commanders or any other team in the NFL. It's just that corner that gets torched. Like remember um, the bum that came from San Fran that played here. Culliver, is that his name? Yep. Chris Culliver. Yep. I was like him.
1: Supposed to be, you know, come in here and be a shutdown type.
0: All right, it's bummed out of it. but it, it's
1: definitely good to hear because yeah. then you, you got to figure if if Chase is healthy, you know, we, we add this Bedarius guy with uh, um, Allen and Payne, you know, a little rotation there. You, know, you got to figure Montez Sweat is going to keep improving as well. He, you know it's just it's good to hear because that back end, it's only gonna help the defensive line be more successful. So, you know, it's all intertwined. But um uh, I'm still worried yeah. about the linebackers though. Always. That's that seems to have been a problem for like Ever. I mean it was going back to the Ken Harvey days, like
0: Linda uh-uh. Fletcher was nice. Okay,
1: yeah, all right. Good point, good point. But that was sort of like a stopgap for what, like five, six years, maybe, maybe less, right? Um, since Fletcher retired, what I'm saying is like the the time Fletcher was here. How long was he here? Like six or seven seasons? Yeah, from like
0: from '07 to '14, I
1: think. Okay. Before him, who was our middle? Who was our like our big time line? Um, you're
0: right. Before I mean, that, now after maybe, him, okay? Definitely not any after him. You'll have a better chance than before him because you had um, uh, Mar Marshall Lamar and Antonio Marshall.
1: Pierce. Yeah, but those um, were like one and done seasons for each, right? Because then they went off to. I think I think both ended up at the Giants, but I think I don't know if the Mar Marshall got hurt, but. Antonio Pierce was was the guy. I don't know what it is with our linebackers going to the Giants because Arrington went there too. Um, yeah, I mean, linebacker's been an issue, but I, I really like to believe that Cole Holcomb is going to keep growing and getting better. Um, I'm trying to think of the what the dude was. Um, white dude kind of looks like Cole Holcomb a little bit. He I thought he played decent, but he was only playing because people were hurt.
0: Oh, um you ain't you're not talking about Mayo, right? David right. Mayo. I believe so. okay. I thought he was solid. Um I, I saw a tweet. The world on fire, but. I saw a tweet talking about someone talking about um that the commanders and Anthony Barr had mutual interests. Only to see that it was from a freaking fan account or something. Yeah. So, but, I mean, bringing in a player like him, that would be. You talking about the, the dude
1: that played for the Vikings? Yeah. I I feel like he was an Iraq po type, though. Maybe, like, a little bit taller and longer, but, like, one of those guys that if he played linebacker, it was only because he was going to be rushing the passer in a 3-4. Do you know what I mean? No,
0: I think I think he was an inside backer. Okay. But either way, even if they bring in, I just need some depth in that position besides David Mayo. I need some more veteran depth. But I think they're going to ride with starting Holcomb at middle linebacker. Um, Maybe they have some up their sleeve with Galike Hudson, who's classified as a linebacker. Maybe he's balling better than people are seeing or whatever. I don't know, but... Perhaps. It's... The the defense... You know it's an offensive league, so the defense can only do so much. All I'm saying is just be in the right spots. If you get beat, you get beat. But they can't give up those 40-yard touchdown bombs like they were giving up last year, early last year. Um but I can't believe I went this far in defense and I ain't say nothing about the man cam curl. Um I really, really like him. Um that dude I wish I could see OTAs, but shout out to the BAMAs that are the uh, fans that are that have been the OTAs cause y'all been dropping some knowledge and videos and old oh, bunch of content so I appreciate that but dude this nice cam curl by far my favorite defensive player right now I think the safety duo or trio of him McCain and Butler the rookie it might surprise folks I really like McCain too I feel like this could be the best strong safety free safety tandem we had in a minute And I also hear McCain could drop down and play in the slot, and they'll play Butler at free safety because a lot of people said that he was the best pure free safety in the draft. Talking about Percy Butler. So, I don't know. Like, I'm trying not to drink the Kool-Aid. Like, I see the cup in front of me, and I'm like, nah, I ain't going to take none of this. I don't want any of this. and, And as you should, but on the other side, the
1: difference is that we've kind of been doing things that we've never done before the last several years, which is being a little bit more sensible with our draft picks and our free agent spending and, you know, working towards a common goal in terms of the kind of players we're looking for and the kind of team we want to build. So, that's a reason to get excited, but yeah, you're right because it's extremely early, and you know there's not much in the way of news, which is why the del Rio things dominated headlines so much, and I mean also because of what he said and where he is and all the things that we already talked about. but yeah, I mean, why not hearing good things you got you gotta you know pray that Chase Young is you know just out there carrying cars and you know running up tons and tons of stairs uh you know tackling bulls and doing whatever other kind of crazy stuff he does because that man is a monster so he comes back healthy and you know we keep working towards what we've been working towards um you know i feel like carson Wentz kind of holds our future if everybody balls out and he even has a decent year, I think we could be looking at a real solid team.
0: Yeah. We're going to talk about them so much in the upcoming months. So much. But in the meantime, there are other teams in NFL. And one of those teams has just been sold. The Denver Broncos, they have been purchased by the Walton Penner Group. And if you're not familiar with that group, they own Walmart. Walmart airs Rob Walton, his daughter, and her husband. They formed that collective. Um, (laughs) Like somebody photoshopped um, bronco colors and walmart logos and um just started doing stupid stuff saying that they're gonna name the field walmart stadium um what if they have a walmart in the stadium what <laughs> stop it all the meals want to be great value yep so does uh, that
1: mean that like all walmarts will now carry broncos gear like all, like it'll be the official right. store of the Denver Broncos.
0: But check this out: they were sold for four point six five billion. Million. Um,
1: wow. They contacted Peyton Manning. They want him to be in some sort of role with the team, some sort of advisory. You know, I'm, I'm guessing it has to do with like obviously the players and stuff like that. But they they want to give him stake in the team, and they want to. uh have him work for them. And I mean, you know, we talked about LeBron earlier, printing money. I wonder what Peyton Manning's worth. What? Is, what is he? He's got to be worth something insane. Because that man is like with all the football money and the Papa John's money, the cell phone money.
0: Remember that direct TV money. <laughs> huh. He got out of there just some time. Like direct TV is done, bro. Like when they lost the Sunday ticket, that was curtains for them. They still haven't announced who the new sponsor is, but I mean, not sponsor, who the new carrier is. But I do think it's going to be Apple. Hmm. Never
1: mind. I thought Peyton Manning was like on par with LeBron, but three hundred million. I mean, you know, only three hundred million. <laughs> but I just, I just assume like he made so much money playing football. And then he, like, I felt like, even when he was on the Colts, like he was doing just commercials for everything, Every, everything. LeBron was, got
0: yeah, that merchandise.
1: That's true. He,
0: the sneaker and yeah, you know, some of those things. I get it. I get it. And his contracts are bigger than Manning's too. Fair enough. So, but yeah, I was gonna say the Commanders definitely going for five billion.
1: Well, you know, the interesting thing is, uh, I want to say, w- weren't the Panthers just bought recently? Yeah. So, if I'm not mistaken, I think the Panthers, it was like $2 billion something, and then this is $4 billion, right? So, what does that say? And I get it. The Broncos have a little bit more history. They're a little bit better team than the Carolina Panthers. But – what I'm trying to point out is that just a few years ago, NFL team was worth this much. Again, a better team that's potentially, you know, a contender with Russell Wilson and some of the talent they have, um, they're going for pretty much twice what the Panthers sold for, you know? So it's it's only going to go up. So it could be six billion, seven billion, depending on when they're sold and if they're sold. Right. You
0: know, so yeah, the Panthers they talking were about
1: the Snyder thing. <laughs>
0: they were purchased for two point two billion. And right now they're worth two point nine billion. Okay. So, right. So yeah. Pretty good investment, up. huh? It could get up to seven million, like you said. That's wild if <laughs> It's nice to sell this team for seven billion, man. That'll be wild. But I, I just don't think it's gonna happen, bro. Never know, man.
1: Never, never, never. So, I'm wondering with this uh, new owner, um, you got to figure. You know, at some point, the Broncos are gonna you know, be in negotiations with Russell Wilson over a contract. Because, you, you know, that was – th- I think that had something to do with wanting to leave Seattle as he wanted a, another big contract, but they were wanting to put talent around him, and he just wanted to get out of there. Well, it's rumor mill type stuff, but the talk is that he might want somewhere north of $300 million. Um, Yeah. Makes me wonder.
0: You is he know? worth that, bro?
1: I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe the, the, the Walton Penners or the Waltons and the Penners, or, you know, they, they take turns whining and dining him or they both do it together and um, whining and dining him, that is, and then maybe, you know, offer him his own Walmart or, like, several Walmarts. Maybe that'll work. Yeah,
0: give Sierra her own clothing line.
1: Well, if it's Russell Wilson's Walmart, he'd be wise to have Sierra and her friends do one of those twerkathon things they did recently, but to do it out in front of the Walmart, that would bring so many people. Do a what? Yeah, you ain't see. Sierra and, and, and some of her uh, some of her her dancing whatever type friends. They went and got a – you know how how these kids dress these days. Their jeans got like a bajillion holes in them. You know, I'm not saying, you know, when I was younger, Terminator, that that, that metal rock, people with the holes in their knees. But these kids now, they've got these pants that look like Freddy Krueger, Edward Scissorhands, cut them all up. Anyway, her and her friends went to one of them. uh, It's like a, a Wendy's, but there's also a gas station. And they they were in some kind of jeep or range or something like that, and they all on the car, out of the car twerking, and yeah. <laughs> oh, it oh my! It's goodness. out there, but anyway, yeah, he could have her doing that in front of the Walmart. That would bring so many people.
0: All right, and we're gonna wrap this show up. Drew Brees left NBC. He sees
1: Tom Brady making a comeback. I I honestly think the like look at what the Saints did. You know they brought they brought back Jameis, and I I think Jameis is getting better, and he looked solid at times um, last year with the Saints. But they drafted some receivers. They went and they they're, they're building the team back up, making some sensible picks. But a lot of the picks, the way they're doing it, it. Somehow, it just reeks of me like like they know like Breeze is coming back because he he said a bunch of stuff. Well, I may do this, I may do that, and he keeps saying, you know, I'm gonna spend time with family and and I hey, I believe him. I believe him. I'm not, you know, saying he's BSing, but
0: what you, you are you just point. thinking? What or are you are you thinking or
1: implying? No, I'm thinking. Like I I just get a feeling that. He's going to try to make a comeback. I think, uh, you know, they got that Super Bowl, but it seems like forever ago. And and the Saints were, especially the last couple years, they were a tough offensive team with Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. You know, it looked like the defense was starting to get built up with um, Latimer and uh, Cam Jordan. Um, They have a real solid linebacker, too. I can't remember his name right now. Dude balls out. I feel bad. Yeah, they were building the defense up. And they kind of had, like, a whole, like, pretty complete team contending everything, like I said. But they just they, – they almost had that Capitals type thing where they couldn't get out of their own way and they would get knocked out early on in the playoffs. So, I think – I think he wants to just maybe get one more, you know. I think he feels like he could do it and, like, they're really close. And then, like I said, he sees Tom Brady – you know, doing his thing. He thinks maybe, well, I'll, I'll come back to New Orleans and then I'll get, you
0: know, Jerry Rice to come join me. I'm kidding. What? I'm kidding. <laughs> Just saying anything. But, oh, yeah. listen. Yeah, I think Heineke had a weak arm. And he been off for how long? Two years or one? Just one. Bree's been out for one year, right? Uh, one. Yeah, this
1: past year was the first year.
0: Yeah, because the Bucks won the Super Bowl last year. Right, I yeah. No. Yeah, okay. okay Rams won the Super Bowl last year. No, I'm talking about before the Rams. Because, yeah, they won the Super Bowl and Haneke was – in the playoffs, so yeah. Yep. So Brees ain't only been, been out before, one year. Bro. Even though Bree's been off for one year, like uh, that arm ain't getting any stronger, bro. So he could come back if he wants to. He already wasn't moving that well in the pocket. So I don't know. Like I just, I I would advise him to stay away from the NFL football field. <laughs> Unless he's talking about the game. Like, don't play the game. You're cook, bro. You're cooked. But that's all I got, man. Any shout-outs or last second. Things. Well, I, I appreciate Steph
1: using his platform. Y'all, uh, we've mentioned it on the show. I don't know what's going on. There was some talk of a negotiation or or an exchange, but Brittany Griner's still not free. And uh yeah. It just, I don't know, man. I just really hope they're not, you know, screw like messing with her, or torturing her or anything like that. I mean, it's gotta suck. Like she, at this point, I think we're going on like six months, maybe even more that she's been over there. I, and I, I had heard the Biden administration administration got involved, but uh, you know, it just kind of seems to be like a, a little bit of a circle, you know, this sucks, free Brittany Griner. Oh, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. Still not free. And then it just kind of keeps repeating. Um, you know, we didn't mention uh, just a few other little nuggets just in terms of sports that I'm noticing. Uh, you know, just want to mention the Nats. Uh, yesterday was the anniversary of Strass's debut,
0: mm-hmm.
1: 14 strikeouts. Um, I believe he's supposed to be pitching tonight. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that on the next show. And then uh, something that seems to be dominating sports and maybe, I don't know if you've heard this, I don't quite understand it, but so there's apparently like a some sort of golf tournament that Phil oh, yeah. and Dustin <laughs> Johnson and a few other big name guys, the live tournament. I think it's in Qatar or somewhere mm-hmm. far away. And these guys are getting like a fat, payday to go over there but now they've been suspended by the PGA I kind of don't get any of that but uh, hey I mean
0: I don't know it's just kind of weird the money that I remember I can't remember exactly how much but the number was astronomical yeah. compared to what they were getting for the PGA so I mean if you're going to suspend me then hey I'll take a break from the PGA for a few years and come back caked up. And and most of those guys, they're they're already, like, got
1: pretty fat wallets between, like, winning some tournaments and then sponsors and all that. Like, Mickelson, definitely. Uh, Dustin Johnson, recognizable name. I'm sure he makes good money. So, you know, not like they're going to miss out between – not playing the PGA, and then I don't know how, you know, once they actually get paid from this
0: tournament. So, yeah, you know, that's about all I got. That's what's up, man. We're going to highlight our mammals on the next episode. I don't know when that'll be. It might be next week. It might be a week after next, but we'll do it as we please. <laughs> and You know, starting around training camp, we'll get back to our weekly schedule, but this summer, Eddie, and Mike, we chillin', we chillaxin'. Holla at y'all next episode. Love, peace, and hair grease.
1: Use the hair grease.